Hello, uh, Stefan, Mr. Raw, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to this. Welcome to the Your Turn podcast. And uh, we have a lot of ambitions with the podcast. We really want to dig deep into not only who you are, but how you are, what systems you use, and the learnings that you had in, in your career and in, in talking to all the companies that you work for. So maybe briefly introduce yourself to uh, the audience. Alrighty, uh, I've been practicing a lot, so uh, this can uh, be finally done in short. Uh, when I began, it uh, it took me an hour to explain uh, because uh, literally I've experienced so much in my life, so I don't know where to start or where to begin or where to end uh, because uh, I'm 44 years old. I have three lovely kids. Uh, one of them is already an adult. Uh, well, that's what happens when you grow, grow old. And uh, what I've been doing my entire life, uh, I've been a serial entrepreneur. I, I've had a lot of uh, startups. And uh, my, myself, I've had uh, 10 startups, uh, to give the brief, uh, uh, whereas I raised two and a half million uh, euros um, with, with those startups and exited uh, companies worth, I think, 16, 17 million uh, euros. And uh, I, I wow. had the chance to... Uh, to, to, to have a, a so-called unicorn uh, within my uh, reach, in my hands, as a CEO and a co-founder of a company. Uh, and uh, I tried to change a whole industry. And then I got them tried to go bankrupt like hell. Uh, well, so that's also a skill, huh? I, I wouldn't call it a skill, uh, but, but I would uh, say it's, uh, it's necessary uh, to experience if you want to experience where the borders of life in reality is. Uh, yeah, yeah. And ten years ago, that was uh, ten years ago. Uh, I had that uh, big company, and uh, <clears throat> when I failed with that, uh, then my mother died, and uh, I went into a deep depression. Uh, that's what happens when uh, when first somebody hits you in the face, uh, so you fall down and try to stand up again, and then the other one comes and knocks you completely down. And, yeah, true. Uh, be, being a, a, an entrepreneur, I, I have a lot of energy. Uh, so, so I was sitting in my depression, what the fuck is going on? I don't want to be in this. How do I get out of it? Uh, so I started uh, uh, watching a lot of uh, TED TV, uh, reading books and, uh, and all this. Uh, one little point that uh, changed the whole lot was uh, this uh, Indian shaman who, uh, who said that uh, uh, what makes you most happy is by helping others. And uh, I thought, okay, fine. I'm going to help a lot of startups then because already then was, uh, yeah, I had a lot of startups already. And uh, what, what, what my journey usually, when I look back on my life, is uh, what I see is I've always created traction. I always created a success up until a certain point. And, and that certain point is when things go into operation, you don't want me to continue that journey. Okay. Uh, up until that uh, part, uh, I've always, uh, whether it has been a crap uh, product or it has been a beautiful product or service or whatever it was, uh, I've always created a success. So, so I thought, yeah, that's how it is to be an entrepreneur. You always create success. Uh, and uh, I went to starting, starting to talk to all these uh, founders and uh, soon I realized there's something wrong with this. Uh, before we go deeper into this, uh, Sir Andrew, uh, Stefan, before we go into in, into this, 
So th this is the learning. Many people don't have that learning, right? And on on, uh, on on multiple levels. So you started something new, no? Eh? You you are the startup guy. Uh, you're a Mr. Raw. Um, does it mean that you will uh, take on your business now differently? In other words, as soon as it's more into operations, will you have a different CEO while you stay into evangelization? Yeah. Uh, so so uh, the the recent product project I have uh, is called Raw Research, which is actually based on all the findings I have with all the startups. And then I found a, a very systematic error <laughs> in the world, yeah. uh, which is people don't know why their customers are buying from them. They literally don't know. Uh, so I created a, a, a qualitative uh, customer survey. Actually, we call it a gap analysis because we also interview uh, the employees and you literally never find or only one out of 25 uh, instances, you find that the employees agree with their clients on why they buy from them. For some reason, Crazy. Those, those companies are also the most successful companies. And of course it is, because when, you, when you're selling something to somebody who actually wants to buy what you are selling uh, and vice versa, then you have more transactions. Uh, but I build it up. We uh, uh, last year we created three hundred thousand euros in, uh, in in revenues. Uh, we started to expand a little, uh, but I was bootstrapped, uh, and, and, and that's pretty hard, uh, especially when you when you're a little older and you have kids and uh, and, and shit to support. Uh, but but um, uh, we built the traction. We built. Uh, we we have over a hundred. We call them reality checks. Uh, that's the analysis that we do. And, mm -hmm. and um, I just recently, uh, just two months ago, uh, incorporated uh, the company in, in the UK uh, alongside a fantastic CEO who is uh, going to operationalize uh, the whole uh, uh, company because I can operationalize. Uh, operations yeah. in me just don't fit. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the, the weird guys uh, that... Uh, I'm not capable of doing the same again and again and again and again. Uh, I, I, I just can't. Uh, it, it's too hard for me. I know it sounds weird, but usually other people, it's too hard for them to do something new. Uh, so so that's, that's been my superpower. Uh, anyway. uh, well, the, the, the thing is also that um, even before, when, when people were investing in, in startups, uh, one of the things they initially tried to do was getting the CEO out because I was a startup founder or a tech and then they tried to put in a, uh, an operational person. So in the end there's, okay, I'm going to say that viewpoint is not correct either because you have a load of successful startup founders that stayed also when the company was billions, uh, was worth billions. At the same time, you also have many people that are idea generators, creators, and they're less uh, active as, a, as an operational person. So nothing wrong with this. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, and, and now I'm just very aware of the situation uh, and, and yeah. will avoid it at any cost because uh, I will waste my time and I will not uh, help anybody in that uh, yeah uh, that situation. But even as as uh, no, but uh, and 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 even as a startup company, you said you were bootstrapped, three hundred k revenue. Was it that the first year that you were working as uh, with Raw? So 300K yeah. the first year, how did you do it? I mean, many, many startups, they never get above 
the, the, the 100 K. So in one year, 300 K with a very specific product, maybe you can break down the steps. How do you start with this? It's pretty easy. You pick up your phone. Yes. <laughs> and you start calling because, uh, what many, uh, organization or organizations and startups for, for, for that matter as well. Uh, tend to do uh, is some big mistakes and, and the biggest mistake is thinking especially when you're a startup uh, starting to 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 go for sales uh, it's not sales that you want because you don't you don't have your product market fit yet you want mm -hmm. sales when you have the product market fit when you understand the product market fit, when you understand the pains when you know Okay, if I if I hire ten salespeople now, then we will get ten times more sales, and if we blah blah and so on and so on and so forth. But in order to get to that step, you need to do business development. And to me, and that's the only reason I believe actually uh, why I've had success. There's only one way to do it, and that is to talk to clients. Mm -hmm. Actually, sure. the whole concept started with uh, I had a telemarketing guy. He started calling. 200 companies, we called 200 companies, or we had 200 conversations, so we called several more companies, uh, but we had 200 conversations with companies where, where we literally just asked, if you had a commercial challenge, what would that be? What could I sell to you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and during that period uh, of time, uh, whilst I have uh, helped hundreds, hundreds of founders uh, uh, getting somewhere with their startup or, or, or many times also uh, getting nowhere, realizing that this is stupid. <laughs> I should be doing something else as well. Uh, because these days, uh, everybody wants to be a, a, a startup founder, uh, but people don't realize that it fucking hurts. Yeah. It it's hard work. It's hard work yeah. all the time, but I love it. I love I love the hard work. I love the, the lifestyle, but uh, many people can't cope with the, so many ups and downs uh, coming all the way through. Uh, it's very, very hard. Uh, and, and, and I guess what, what is most uh, hard is to restart yourself, to reboot yourself, because every time you move along your journey, the, the challenges, uh, they change. And, 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 and the persona, in order to, to achieve uh, those challenges, uh, they're different. So you need to, to reboot yourself on, on the journey as well. <laughs> and mostly sometimes anyway for me, uh, but all, all, also others, of course, uh, you, you, you reboot yourself onto something you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, but if you don't do that, then the company won't evolve. And, and, and before this, you, you need to talk to the people. So yeah. uh, and that's, that's also things. And you were talking about that many people don't do this. And why is this? Uh, there, there are many reasons, I think. Uh, the, 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 the funny reason is uh, when, you, when you study business uh, at university, the marketing Bible is called... Uh, uh, marketing management, uh, written by a guy, uh, American uh, professor called Philip Cutler, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's a it's a fucking break. <laughs> uh, and in the preface of the book, he writes that the most important thing 
is to talk to your clients. Mm-hmm. And the next 1,200 pages, he talks about everything else. So I, so, so I think one of the big uh, errors, I, people didn't read the preface uh, or, yeah. or took it to them, you know, oh, all right, that's important, that's important. Uh, but the point is, the reason why you don't want to talk to people, because you don't want to get a no, you don't want to get told that you're wrong, that you're bad, you're creating something uh, crappy for me, I'm wasting my time, and, and all these things that people are, are, are telling you, because we've all been kids, and uh, we've all been told that you are not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, and then we get sad, of course. Uh, but, but, but in reality, if you don't understand why people don't want to buy from you, uh, how will you find out why people would like to buy from you? Yeah, exactly. And then when you explain this, sorry, sorry, when you explain this to your clients or your prospective clients, mm-hmm. how do you handle resistance? Because I'm sure that people might or they're in a certain mindset. How how do they how do you uh, work them through this uh, through this uh, conversation? <clears throat> I tell them in a in a very serious manner that if they don't do it, they're going to waste their time because reality yeah. is for all, and, and this goes for all, maybe there's one or two or three, but for all startups, they always pivot at some time. They always yeah. pivot into something else, something better. And what is that better thing? Well, that's, of course, your product market fit. That's where you get the pain and the solution uh, to, to, to match. And, and, and reality is, if you don't speak to clients, you'll find out in one year or in two years. But if you speak to clients, you'll find out in two to three months. Yeah. So the question is for you, of course, you want to waste your time or you want to get working? Uh, I, 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 a couple of hours ago, I, I, I had a session with a with a SaaS company in the, in, in the UK, and uh, and they already uh, got some traction. Uh, they they got twelve clients, I think they got. Uh, and then I asked them, "Did you talk to them?" <clears throat> no. It was like, <laughs> no, no. Now, now we are thinking about it, the pricing schedule and stuff like that. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. This has nothing to do with price right now. What you need to do especially when you're a SaaS company, in my mind, is the first task is to get 40 clients. That's it. No matter the cost, no matter whether you have to stand on the streets uh, begging for whatever that needs to be done, you want 40 clients because you want to experience 40 journeys with your company because if you have experienced those 40 journeys, you know where you fuck up and you know where you excel, you know where to improve and you know literally everything because you understand the why that, by the way, Simon Sinek and all the others are talking about, but the why will only be answered by your customers because that's what people don't realize a company. The only reason why a company exists is because they have customers. If they don't have customers, you don't have any revenue. You don't have any company. Pretty easy. Yeah, true. And it's the cheapest money as well. Then you 
can you remain bootstrapped for a longer while rather than going for funding without having any customers because you don't have anything uh, 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 tested yet, right? So yeah, definitely. And, and, if, and another thing also, when you go for, for funding, by the way, with, with sales companies, if you fixed yourself on a price and you already gained some clients, then the math is pretty easy to find out what the value of a company is. Mm -hmm. So you're actually uh, cutting off uh, the, the opportunity for your startup, for the investors to go and invest in because, but you only have this in revenue, meaning uh, you're only worth 1 million or 10 million if you go out to the entire market. So uh, no, thank you very much. I'm looking for yeah. a unicorn. Yeah, good one, true. And, and then when you go back to that, one in, um, what is it, one in 25 that knows uh, what their customers want. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any any data as in your your customers, how they were before you started working them, and then how they are after they started working them? Do you see any gain in momentum for the, for the people that followed 100% of the feedback of the customers? How, how do you <clears throat> make yeah, that's actually one of my challenges because uh, what, what, what happens when you get a reality check, we, 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 we ask uh, customers and then we ask employees three questions. The first question is, why did you buy from us? Yeah. And, 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 and pretty straightforward, uh, they will tell you why they bought from you. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the second uh, question is uh, uh, the net promoter score on a, on a scale from zero to 10. How likely are you to recommend us to another uh, client or colleague? And uh, the third question is, how can we improve? Yeah. And, and, and when you think of it, uh, when, when, you, when you take it inside, you literally don't need any more information for your company to understand what the hell you're doing and why you're doing it because you're doing it because of the customers, because of the employees. And the, the point is when everybody around the table understands and agree why we're actually having a company with customers, then I, I tend to say then magic happens because then everybody, uh, everybody knows where to run, where, where we're running from and where we're running to. So everybody's running the same path instead of, yeah, I'm going there, I'm going there, I'm going there. Where the fuck are you going? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's very so, important on, on a, yeah. Yeah, so, so what happens is uh, when, when you have a market-driven value proposition, uh, meaning a, a value proposition built on the basis of what your market believes uh, and thinks about you, uh, then you get concise and precise in regards to what you are offering because now you can use those words your customers are using uh, and you can both do it in your sales and you can both do it in your marketing so the marketing improves because you communicate much better uh, and the sales the conversion rate goes up because you're actually starting to talk to clients about what they want to talk about <laughs> because that's why they want to buy from you and to the right <laughs> And, and to the right clients as well, because across exactly. those 40, you will probably see patterns emerging. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You find, oh my God, these guys are so annoying. Okay, let's not focus there any longer. Uh, the reality check, we learned that uh, our sweet spot is um, 10 to 200 employees, and you need to be a B2B company. Because yeah. this is where you, you want to really start growing in, in, in a proper manner going forward. But you don't know why. 
but you don't know because you didn't ask your clients. Uh, so, so I thought it was these two. Uh, you will improve your conversion rate uh, and all this. But what most of our clients uh, come back with, because we do our own reality check, and that, that's the fun part. I invented uh, the reality check, and I was wrong as well. I wasn't one of the one out of 25. I was one of the 24 idiots. Uh, because the, re the reason why they want to buy is because they want to be able to make better decisions for their company. Because they realize mm -hmm. there's a void we're not looking at. There's a dark matter. And that dark matter is the essence of the company. Yeah, and it's splendid. And even that, that also shows, right? So any founder just as yourself, you're so close to our own business. We are being blind for the advice we give others or even our own assumptions. So, uh, um, how do you, how did you shift then your approach to your customers when you realized you were wrong? Well, change the, the communication, uh, literally. And, and yeah. I was asking you, would you like to make better decisions for a company? Yeah. Now who, yeah. who don't want to do that? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very simple in the end again. Right. Yeah. And, and there's so many, uh, examples, uh, with, with it's, it can be a small nudge that does the whole trick. Uh, one of the first clients we got in a uh, raw research is a robot company called tiny mobile robots. They created a robot that, um, that, uh, marks up football fields, you know, the white, uh, marking. Mm -hmm. uh, and I asked, I asked the, the founder and the CEO, so why do, I, why do your clients buy from you? Uh, well, it's because we, 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 we are giving them a time-saving robot because it's very time-saving. When you do it manually, it takes five, six hours to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but if you use a robot, uh, you press a button, and 20 minutes later, you're done. Uh, so, so it is time-saving, but the reason why the... Uh, clients uh, were buying from them because then we called the clients afterwards and asked them, why did you buy from us? Um, they, they said, well, uh, it's because we bought a lightweight robot. A lightweight, it was, it was the weight of the robot that mattered. And they was like, what the fuck is going on here? It's a lightweight robot. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the competition in the market, uh, there are other robots in the market, uh, but the closest competitor weighs 70 kilos. Whereas tiny mobile robots weighs 25 kilos. And the point is, if you only spend 20 minutes on one football field, you, of course, want to go to the next football field. Oh, yeah. And the difference lies within that when it's 70 kilos, you need two people to carry it up into the car, drive to the next field, take it down. But if it's only 25 kilos, you can just... You only need oh. one. Yeah, brilliant. And the beauty of it, it lies within their name, tiny mobile robots. Yeah. But that's what happens so, when you're a founder. You, you, you yeah. continue developing yourself because you want to do a better product. You want to have more traction and all this and this. So, so the guy, the guy who's mostly uh, <laughs> far from, uh, from from reality is the founder, is the CEO. He doesn't know. Yeah, it's uh, scary to think about. Uh, 
and and you're right there's so many companies so i think it, the the world is wide open for a un research um how, how do you build your market how do you build your brand how do you uh, find customers except for calling but how, how do you go about this well uh, this is how i see uh, you build uh, revenue in a company first you have business development where you talk to the clients, finding out where the pains are and, uh, and all that. Uh, and then you add marketing to that mix. And when that marketing is capable of bringing in clients that are willing to buy, then you can initiate the sales uh, department. Uh, and where we're at at uh, Raw Research now is uh, it's, it's not fun, so we're still bootstrapped. So right now we're we're, we're in the UK searching for uh, an angel investor who could put uh, hopefully 200,000 pounds in it. That's 300,000 euros uh, in order for us to, 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 to ramp up and speed up because we, we uh, yeah, what do you call it? We, the marketing that we do works. We know why, but we don't have the money. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Yeah. playing in the football field without, a, without having feet. It's pretty annoying. Uh, so, but you, so, you can have the tiny robot to make a smaller football field. Yeah, <laughs> very very small football field. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, so that's where yeah. where we're at with this company now. So I'm uh, I'm out uh, speaking to to a lot of uh, nice people and uh, some not so nice people. And uh, uh, I, I I did that journey before, but, but but this time it's amazing because I I. I didn't invent a thing. I listened to the, I, I did the way complete opposite thing of what people usually do. I found out what the pain mm -hmm. in reality is for most companies because I thought, okay, now I'm, uh, I changed the, the shipping industry, uh, the unicorn I had, uh, the way it works. So I thought, okay, I have to do something really big this time. Uh, and. and uh, I thought, okay, it has to be, if it's, I'm a startup guy, it has to be something with business development. Uh, and, and, and if you are creating a service or a product for business development, then you should create that product that you can sell to most people to the highest uh, possible price for the longest period of time. Because that's the goal for any business development. Uh, is to sell as yeah. much to as many as possible for the longest period of time because then you make most money. And mm -hmm. so, that, so that was my task instead of saying, hey, I want to make a, a, a qualitative survey. Uh, uh, that's not a sales company. I, I built five sales companies uh, throughout my life. So, so I know this is something different. It's a service and tech company. Uh, which is actually the reason why we closed down in Denmark and opened up in, in, in the UK, because in Denmark, uh, investors only invest in tech companies, whereas there are a lot of uh, angels out of uh, London that became Time. rich because they had an agency, yeah. they had a service company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, interesting. And and what are what are your next steps? So so you want to you want to scale? Uh, so so basically, on a startup, you're looking for funding. So how do you see raw in in the future, the coming two three years? Let's not go too far. I think uh, I, I think we will literally be global in, in three years, uh, having uh, having local uh, branches everywhere in the world. 
because I want to build it out as a franchise. I built the tech in order to support the process. <coughs> so you can uh, retrieve the information, uh, the data from the from the market and the employees, <coughs> and deliver uh, the the results in a manner uh, to everyone, so they actually understand what, what the data is giving you. Uh, so, so I created or invented, if you may, a, a way to quantify the qualitative uh, feedback from the clients, and, and that's our secret sauce, by the way. Yeah, I think it's extremely powerful, especially, and I was speaking about my ideas and, and, and my tech. I have my perception about the pains that I see, that I perceive, uh, and then based around this, and, and, and you have an idea, uh, and even with the feedback you get, you get confirmation of your idea. And some people probably say, oh, yes, it's a great idea just because they know you. But then actually when reality hits you and you talk to those uh, customers, the why they bought from you, the use cases that you start building up, um, that they're completely different. Um, yeah, and and then let's talk about... No, because I, there's an important part uh, here for, for, for startup farmers because uh, a lot of them uh, uh, knows that they need to do some market research in the beginning uh, to find the product market and all that crap. Eh? So, what, so what they do is they call up, even if they do cold calling to, to prospects they never talked to before, they're saying, hello, my name is Stefan. I call from Raw Research. Uh, we are a startup uh, and hoping I can... Uh, spend five minutes with you, I have some questions. Uh, and many people say, yeah, yeah, of course I'll help a startup for, for five minutes, no problem. And then they ask, and, and the thing is, people are starting to please them instead yeah. of telling the reality, because there's only one time in life you get the truth, and that's when you sell. Yeah. yeah. And I sell to you, and I ask you, you want to buy this? If you say no, you don't want to buy it, do you? If you say yes, you want to buy it. So, and, and these are the two, two personas you want to talk to. You don't want to talk to the one who may or may not want to buy from you. You want to talk to those who want to buy from you and those who don't want to buy from you. And you want to find out why they want to buy from you and why they don't want to buy from you. Because when you know that, you know what you're having in your hands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. when, when you're a startup founder and you, you want to do your market research, what you do is you start selling because this is where yeah. reality kicks in. And yes, it's hurtful because it's your little baby and ooh, it's so sad, uh, but uh, nobody's perfect. And, you, and, you, and, and the sooner you perfect your product or service, the faster you track yourself towards a, a big success. And let's say one of your customers, oh, your customers, they, they, after two, three months, they come to the realization that they, they were on the wrong track, eh? like uh, those 24 or 25 uh, companies, um, and they have to pivot or at least adjust. Yep. Do you have an idea how, how this works and, and, and do you help with this? Uh, I don't work with, with, with that part. Uh, I, I did it in the beginning, but, but uh, that is consultancy work. And uh, I don't like yeah. to build a consultancy uh, that are dependent on people uh, or people's brains mm -hmm. uh, brain capacity. I want to build something that is scalable. And uh, everybody uh, who, who likes to talk to other people can conduct a survey because you just ask, yeah. why did you buy? 
and if you say it's because of the people, uh, then you ask, okay, what is it uh, in the people category that makes it so fantastic? Uh, and so you, you dig down to, 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 to get the juice uh, 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 out of uh, the interview and, you know, literally anyone can do that. The question is just how you do it. And uh, we have a full, uh, full descript, described uh, process on, on, on doing that. And, uh, and what I've been spending my time on is uh, doing all the proof of, you know, proof of revenue, proof of uh, <laughs> revenue coming back, uh, proof of subscription, proof of uh, all these things, proof of product, hallelujah, proof of all, all the bullshit. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've now um, had customers on four different continents. Uh, and and uh, next month, uh, we, we, are, we are attacking the fifth continent, which is Africa. Uh, we have a new client in uh, South Africa, which is uh, pretty exciting because not many what? have uh, created something that is... Uh, sold or delivered uh, on so many uh, continents. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah, that. congratulations. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, you really go fast. You really go fast uh, if, if you look at it. Uh, so it's brilliant uh, brilliant to see that um, that it really goes so fast and, and so well for you. And uh, you, you have everything in mind. And I'm sure what you do is talking to the customers. So uh, that that's brilliant to hear. Um, so. We are slowly really coming to the end of, uh, of uh, the podcast, and I have so much more questions uh, with, with, for the sake of time. So let's me, let me start by asking the, the, the three questions I ask everybody. So if, if you look now, what do you wish you had done differently um, in, in your career? Uh, now I've been a serial entrepreneur for, for 25 years uh, with all the ups and downs. Uh, what I believe I should have had uh, was a better network uh, and, and by network, I mean a mentor. Uh, if I was a young stud, uh, knowing what I know now, uh, the prime thing I would go after is to find the right mentors uh, to work with because we are all stupid. We are all so stupid because we are just focused on what we think. And, and, and we, if we don't get the reflection part of, of, of life, we don't get to evolve in the, in the same pace. And uh, especially when, you, when you're a founder, which is the hard part, you, you, you many times need to make big decisions, uh, big decisions for other people as well. Fire them, hire them, uh, tell them off, uh, embrace them, all these things. And, and, and yeah. when you're juvenile and don't know how to lead, you, you know, you, you need help, uh, and I didn't get that help, uh, although I did succeed, but I also failed uh, several times as well. So uh, I would definitely have a mentor. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a brilliant one. <clears throat> uh, same here. And uh, a couple of years ago, I had uh, um, a workshop with the 10 CEOs in Belgium, and I asked them, okay, who here has a coach? Nobody had a coach. And... I have multiple coaches for, for different segments in, in my career and in my development. And I look in, in top sports, they only work with coaches for in tennis to improve the serve or, or you name it. They do it while having a startup, having a company. It is also top sports. It's uh, very high demanding and you need leaders slash mentors as coaches to, to, to guide you, to help you. Yeah. Brilliant one. Brilliant when one. you're young, by the way, uh, because you think you are the, the cleverest guy in the world. 
<laughs> yeah. True. True, 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 true. It's a brilliant one. True. And, and, and maybe connected to this, uh, the, the, the second question. So um, is there a book or a, or a podcast that's helped you gaining knowledge to uh, make your decision better or to help you grow? One book, I think uh, the the mother of all uh, books for for for, for startup guys uh, is Crossing the Chasm, which is an old book. I think it's twenty twenty years old or something. Uh, uh, but but it's the understanding of how uh, you evolve as a company and how markets are built and stuff like that, and it gives you a it gives you a fundamental understanding of what companies are and how you evolve from there. And, and the most well-known part is, of course, uh, early adopters and, uh, and first movers and all these, uh, where you get to cross the chasm uh, at some point, where you get to, to, to the entire market. Uh, why, why it's important is because uh, people are talking about a, a lot about conversion rates. Uh, and when you say uh, a first mover, a first mover is maximum 5% of the total market. Uh, and, and, and that just means then the conversion rate really, really doesn't matter at this point. At the beginning, you need to find those first movers. You don't know where they are, but you need to find them because they, they are the gasoline for you to, to propel yourself further on on your journey. So if you don't find those first movers, Forget it. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's also very important in how you find them. It doesn't matter whether it is through LinkedIn. You have many people that are growth hackers on LinkedIn and just uh, posting messages, it, it's going to work. However, the hard cold calling is also part of finding them uh, and, and, and to no, get them the there. Way, Absolutely. It's the fastest way of finding them, literally. Because not all first yeah. movers, just because I see an ad or some... Uh, so some uh, influential uh, prick is writing something clever, clever here and there. Doesn't mean that I get activated, but if I call you and you actually like new stuff, you like trying new stuff and all this, then I have you, then I have your attention. And when I have your attention, because that's the point, 95 of the others will say no, because that's how it is. They're not first movers. So, yeah. Now you have the 5%. Not all 5% will say yes. That's like crazy thinking that 5% will say yes, because they won't. Many yeah. of them will still say no, because you, you, yeah. you fail to pitch correctly, you fail with your value propositions and all this. Uh, so this is here, you find out why and why not. Yeah. Which is, yeah. by the way, adaptable to the rest of the market. But the sooner you find out, the faster you can, uh, yeah, you, 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 you can speed up your journey. Uh, so so yeah. all, all the others trying to catch all the first movers on LinkedIn, good luck. It will take you a lot of time. Yeah, true. And and if your market is 100,000 companies, 5% is still 5,000 companies. So your goal is just to find 40, as you said, of those first uh, 5,000 customers and then to, to have a base and then uh, uh, start growing faster. Uh, because you will adjust anyway, so you might as well have, have, have the first uh, target as, okay, 40 clients, and then let's stop up, reboot, improve, yalla. Yeah, 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 and just talk to customers, right? 
That's all. Yeah. And, and if, if you can summarize, and actually this is a, the, the third question is, is the summarize of uh, the, the whole conversation. When is it time to pivot? And what can you advise to the audience? Times. <laughs> exactly, <all>. exactly. <clears throat> no, because 40 clients is enough and it's not a lot. And when yeah. it's only 40 clients, then it's also a very exclusive club in the end, because mm -hmm. if you wrap it up in a, in a serious manner and say, okay, guys, now we're doing this, let's get 40. Then you will at some point reach over 40, but then you need to start prioritizing and then yeah. the product market fit is already happening. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's like a, putting a turbo in a, in a car. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and and I actually think so. So many many companies aim to go as wide as possible, as fast as possible. But I one hundred percent also believe in a controlled rollout uh, that you go phase by phase to and and to constantly have either feedback, but at the same time you just said it to have the bandwidth to service those uh, clients uh, good enough, and then to to decide where you go on uh, from from here on. <clears throat> Definitely. Cool, brilliant. Um, Stefan slash Mr. Raw, are there other things you wanted to add to uh, to the podcast? Uh, I could add so much, but we don't have the time. Uh, don't be afraid. That's, uh, that's, that's, I think that's the most important thing. Uh, don't be afraid. Yeah. Uh, your product will never work. You will always fail. <laughs> and that's reality. You will always fail. So yeah. you might as well fail as much as you can, as fast as you can, because that's all also the best way to become more clever. And it, it doesn't even go with startups, uh, only with startups. It goes for everything in life. Do stuff instead yeah. of not doing them. Yeah, true. And with this, the baseline is set. Uh, I, again, uh, uh, calling, talking to customers, uh, not to pleasers, but talking to the, your customers and potential customers is absolutely crucial. Um, thank you so much, Stefan. I wish you all the luck with the raw. Well, you don't need luck. You have the vision, you have the execution. So uh, you have really a, a big part uh, uh, set there. Um, I'm really, I, I will follow your journey. I'm really interested in it. And I'm sure the, the audience uh, learned a lot from you as well today. Thank you so much. Take care, guys.